0: get any sermon notes, if you could put your hands up, I'm sure that our faithful hosts will get some into your hands now. Here comes Steve, he's a good lad. So hold your hand up nice and high and we will make sure that those sermon notes are in your hands very soon. Just have a very seamless transition happening this morning. Can I be taken out of the foldbacks, please? Thank you. One, two, seven, four, six, three. I'm not in them. Excellent. There you go. I knew that. (laughs) Just sounds a bit ringy, so we'll let Aaron just gather a few moments. Now, you uh, will need a pen for your sermon notes this morning. I'm going to get you to fill in some various areas whilst we do the message this morning and for those of you who sometimes think oh I've missed a word all the words that are blank are in your notes I couldn't figure out how to turn them upside down and put them in the footnotes I'm on a quest I will do that next week maybe actually I'm not preaching next week so that's cool you won't get them next week so this is part nine of Daring Faith, the Daring Faith series that we're doing and uh, this morning's message is, is titled Daring to Wait on God. Daring to Wait on God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word that brings life transformation into our world and I pray that Holy Spirit that you would uh, make this real to us in a way that only you can. The, the things that we need to hear personally for our own lives this morning. I pray that you would quicken our hearts in those instances. Father, I believe that there is life, there is revelation in your word, and help us to hear that, help us to ingest that, help that to become a part of our life today in your mighty name. God's people said, Amen. Amen. Now you may think this morning that Jane and I have been in collusion with our message and communion, but we had nothing to do with each other in the preparation of our message this morning and and I'm just going to touch a little bit on some things that Jane maybe touched on this morning as well, but uh, during c- her communion uh, talk. So I, I, one of the things that you know, we need to understand is that, uh, I don't know about you, but few things tick us off more than having to wait. Who hates having to wait? You know, it's just not in your DNA, like it's just not going to happen, you know. We hate waiting in traffic. We hate waiting in the, the doctor's waiting room or the dentist's waiting room. I don't know about you, but, you know, if, if I've made an appointment for uh, 3.45, I expect to go in and see whoever it is that I needed to book in for 3.45, and then they tell me that they're running 20 minutes late. Well, you could have phoned me. You've got my number. Like, hello, you know. I'm tempted to give them an invoice for the 20 minutes that they've you know, taken out of my day. Let's see how they like that, you know. I don't think I'd get very far, but, you know. There you go. Does anyone else think like that as well? Excellent. <laughs> Praise God. That's good. Okay. Uh, we hate waiting in line for the shops, like Jane said. We hate waiting for our web page to appear. You know, uh, I don't know about killing the page, but I'd love to kill the computer. You know, let's launch it uh, 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 into the far, never, never land. We, we we hate waiting for the app to download. You know, and, and technology is is uh, has made us, I think, more impatient because we expect everything to happen faster it's it's technology for goodness sake why shouldn't it happen faster it's technological it's yet i think that waiting is actually an important part of our life and also of our character development i hate that i don't know about you but you know it's just it we learn things while waiting that sometimes we can learn no other way isn't that true It is. You know, a child must learn the difference between no and not yet. Some adults need to learn the difference between no. (laughs) Some husbands. I won't touch wives. (laughs) We get into debt sometimes because we fail to wait. We uh, have uh, our hearts broken because we fail to wait. We wreck relationships sometimes because we fail to wait. We fail to, to be patient. You ever been in a hurry and God wasn't? How frustrating is that? You know, like, man. Some of us are waiting for God to open a door, to answer a prayer, to give direction, we're, we're, you know, to meet a need, to promote you, to find you a job even, to heal you or to heal a relationship, to stop the pain. Sometimes we're in pain and it's not just physical pain, but you know, we, we just want God to do that really quick. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says this, God does everything just right and on time but people can never completely understand what he's doing. I think there's a lot of truth in that scripture isn't there? Today I want to help us to remember and to do. So we're going to remember some things and we're going to remember to do some things as well. So to remember things while waiting on God and to do things while we're waiting on God and I think that that might help us this morning because you know Shane only recently preached a great word you know what what happens when you're, you're believing for something and it's not happening how you thought it would And sometimes we need to remember some things and there's some things that we need to do whilst we're in this process of waiting for God to come through for us so here's five important things to remember while we're waiting on God, number one, we need to remember that there is a natural delay between planting and harvesting. It's commonly called a season. There's a season to plant and there's a season to harvest. Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 to 5, there's a time for everything and a reason for every activity under heaven. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to scatter and a time to gather. Many of us, maybe during this se- uh, season of Daring Faith, this, this, this series that we're doing, uh, we're, we've, we've planted these seeds in, in this season, but we've also planted seeds prior to us going through this Daring Faith season. But, you know, we haven't seen that harvest yet. And here's the, here's the truth. We're not going to see that harvest because we harvest in a different season to when we plant. You need to write this in your notes this morning. In the first blank area of your notes, it's we reap in a different season. The word different, you need to put the word different. Everyone say different. 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 We need to understand and remember that we reap in a different season than when we sow. Waiting quietly, patiently, and expectantly is actually still being in faith, still believing. Still expectant, still hopeful of what God is going to do. Secondly, second thing we need to remember, remember there's an unseen battle going on. Who knows that? There's an unseen battle happening when we're in this period of waiting for, for God to come through. There's a spiritual war that's going on between good and evil, between God and Satan, the angels and the demons. And you know, the, the reality is that we're caught in the middle. You know, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, We're not struggling and fighting against human beings, but against evil spiritual forces in the heavenly realm, the rulers and authorities and powers of darkness. Satan throws these darts of doubt and discouragement while we're waiting. That happens. So we don't know how much, uh, what's really happening in this unseen battle because it's unseen. We can't see it, we don't know what's happening in those times. But you know, we have an amazing insight from Daniel that shows why some of our prayers are delayed. In Daniel chapter 10, verses 11 to 13, it says The angel said, Daniel, God loves you deeply, and God has heard your prayer since the very first day that you humbled yourself, and I've come in answer to your prayer. So here's this thing Daniel's prayed this prayer, and God's answered the prayer, and the answer is on the way. And he says here, he goes and says, but the evil angel prince of this kingdom opposed and blocked me for 21 days. There's powerful forces sometimes at work that we can't see that is preventing the answer from making it through. He says, so Michael, one of the archangels intervened to fight for me because I had been blocked from coming to you with the answer. And sometimes when we have this delay happening in our prayer life, when we haven't got the answer that we're believing God for, we need to continue to pray the answer through. We need to pray that the answer is delivered to our doorstep instead of giving up and saying, well, that's it. We'll walk away. We need to continue to pray. We need to continue that there's this, sometimes there's this blockage that occurs and we need to pray the answer through. So then we fill in the blank in your notes a delay is not a denial everyone say denial it's not a denial third thing we need to remember is remember that god is preparing us for his blessing god is preparing us for his blessing god usually has a bigger and better idea in mind for our lives You think you have a great plan for your life. God's plan is better. God's plan is bigger. God's plan is brighter. God's plan is absolutely amazing for your life. And he needs to get us ready for this bigger blessing. So he wants to strengthen our faith. God wants to strengthen your faith. Turn to the person next to you and say, God wants to strengthen your faith. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 6 to 7 says this, there's wonderful joy ahead. Okay, if you're in a dark season this morning, God's word says there is wonderful joy ahead for you. Is that good news? So there's wonderful joy ahead for you this morning. He says, even though it's necessary for you to endure many trials for a while, he says, these troubles test your faith to show it strong and pure. Just as a fire tests and purifies gold, and your faith is more precious to God than mere gold. So we need to understand that some of us may be going through the fire right now. We're in the middle of a battle. We're in the middle of a trial. We're in the middle of a dark season. We're in the middle of a valley. God wants to strengthen our faith. God wants us to to be able to handle the blessing that He wants to bring into our lives. Keep going, church. Keep believing. Keep doing the things that you need to do to be able to be in a position to receive all that God has got for you. Position yourself. Fill in the blank. Waiting is always a test. Everyone say always. Always. Sorry. Some words just trigger stuff in my head. This whole thing about waiting, Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote probably two-thirds of the, the New Testament, he, he says this, he actually compares waiting on God to pregnancy. He says in Romans chapter 8, verses 24 to 28, out of the Message Bible, it says, waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything. We don't, we don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become. And the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, when we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside, helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He prays in and for us. That's, that's really good, isn't it? He says, He knows us far better than we know ourselves and knows our pregnant condition. He goes on to say that's why we can be so sure that every detail of our lives of love for God is worked into something good. If you're waiting today and you feel like you're being tested, you probably are. So ask God for strength to endure the test. Ask him, Lord help me through this. Help me to see what it is that you're wanting to teach me. Help me to understand what it is that I need to understand in this test or this trial that I'm going through right now. Number four, remember we're in good company when waiting on God. Remember that you're in good company when you're waiting on God. Millions of saints before us have sat in God's waiting room. Millions of people. Hebrews 11.2 says, people who lived in the past became famous because of their faith. People such as, Hannah, who waited years for her baby. Joseph, who was 14 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Moses, he was 40 years in the desert for his life purpose. Abraham waited until he was 100 years old to have Isaac, the child of promise, through Sarah. Noah waited 120 years for rain. And we have God who waited thousands of years to send Jesus. One of the things that you're going to see in your Four Cups series in our Connect groups, if you do the study, if you're a part of one of the Connect groups, one of the things that really grabbed me as we as a leadership did this, uh, this uh, session only this week, one of the things was uh, that God could have chosen any time to send Jesus to die for our sins. He could have chosen to, to send Jesus today. And likely the most cruelest way to have put Jesus to death today was either lethal injection But he chose to actually send Jesus to die for our sins at the moment in Roman history where they had devised and researched and backgrounded the cruelest, meanest way to kill a human being and that was by crucifixion. Jesus wasn't killed for our sins, he was slaughtered for them. Sometimes we need to understand that. God's got a bigger plan at work. And when you understand the significance of Jesus, the Lamb of God being slaughtered, such as in the, the time when he brought the people of Israel out of Egypt, the Lamb was slaughtered. And I'm getting off track, but just it's an incredible study, the Four Cup Series. I guarantee that you will love it. It will profoundly touch your heart if you'll become a part of a connect group and go through that study. I really encourage you to do that. Says Hebrews 6, verse 15. After waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Did you catch that? After waiting patiently. Patiently. Fill in the blank. We're not alone in waiting on God. We are not alone in waiting on God. Everyone say "alone." alone. Alone. One of the plans of the enemy is actually to make us believe that we are the Only one who's going through this. You're the only one to have ever experienced this. I've got some good news for you. You're not alone. You're not alone. You need to remember that you're not alone. There are people around you who have gone before you and are maybe uh, in this room right now. They're going through similar things to you, and you need to know that you're not alone this morning. The fifth thing remember that God always keeps his promises. Remember that God always keeps his promises. Isn't that good? Unlike others you can count on God to come through for you. Don't focus on what we can't do, rather focus on what God can do. Promises help us to do that. Anything is possible if you have faith it says. And uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 says, at the time I've decided My words will come true. You can trust what I say about the future. It may take some time, but keep on waiting. It will happen. You can trust God with the promises over your life. You can trust God with the promises over your life. There's almost 7,000 promises in the Bible. So this makes God's waiting room a great time to memorize Scripture. Just use the time. Get a promise from God that's relatable to what you're going through and you know, just continue to have that in your spirit, continue to have that in your mind so that that's the thing that you're actually thinking about. What we're going to do now is look at four things that you can do while you're waiting on God. And I've used the, uh, the word wait to actually help us to remember this. Okay, so wait. W stands for write down the lessons we're learning. Write down the lessons that we're learning. Waiting is always the season to listen and to learn from God. God is something that He wants to teach us first, but we'll forget the lesson unless we write it down. I love journaling. I love writing down the things that as I'm reading the Bible, I write stuff down and we type stuff down now. But you know, it's, it's just a great way of remembering what God has said to us. Because sometimes you can go through something and you think, God never talks to me. Well, a- actually, if you've written something down, you can go back and say, you know what? God has written, uh, has spoken to me. He is real. I have heard him in the past and I can hear him again. It gives us faith and, and hope to say that whatever it is that we're going through, you know, we can hear him again because we've written stuff down. You know, God is, uh, uh, sorry, Moses, uh, some of us are like we're wandering in this wilderness. And it's not an accident because we are actually waiting in the wilderness for our purpose. So you need to fill in the blank this morning that the way to the promised land is through the wilderness. The way to the promised land is through the wilderness. Everyone say promised land. Numbers 33 verse 2 says at the Lord's direction. So God said this. God directed this. At the Lord's direction, Moses kept a written record of their progress. It's good, isn't it? Keep trying, uh, or try keeping a journal. I, I would encourage you to do that. Write down every little thing that God says to you, and, and it ensures that we learn the, the lesson, because little lessons lead to big successes. Little lessons lead to big successes. Deuteronomy eleven two says, "Remember, everyone say remember. remember. Remember what you've learned about the Lord through your experiences with Him. How can you remember that? Write it down. If we don't remember or learn the lesson, then God may have to take us there again. And sometimes, you know what? I don't want to go there again. So let's learn the lesson the first time through. Amen. A good prayer to pray is this: Psalm one hundred nineteen verse thirty three. It says." God, teach me lessons for living so I can stay the course. That's a great prayer. A great prayer. Secondly, we had W is for right. A is for act as though we already have it. Act as though we already have it. Can I suggest to us this morning that there are typically three ways that we will waste time when we are waiting. First one is we wonder. Why, Lord, why? Secondly, We worry, how Lord, how? And then we whine, when Lord, when? Complaining never moves God. Faith moves God. Whining, worrying, wondering doesn't move God. Instead, we need to act in faith. Mark chapter 11 verse 24 says this, Jesus said, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You know what? I've learned this from the lesson that we we read about what Paul said about uh, waiting and and pregnant ladies. Every pregnant woman does this, okay? They carry inside of them the promise of a baby. Even though that she can't see it, she knows that the baby is there. She starts preparing for its arrival. She eats differently. Sometimes it's just weird stuff. You know, like it's just like weird stuff that the pregnant ladies ask for, you know, but I'm not going there. She she prepares the nursery with furniture. She decorates it. She buys clothes for the baby all in advance and in readiness for the baby's arrival. They don't call it expecting for nothing. There's this expectation of what's going to arrive. She knows that the baby is coming. She feels that baby is coming. And it's just a matter of time. And she will do whatever it takes to wait for that baby and and the arrival. So the, the thing we need to fill in in our notes is waiting is not passivity. Waiting is not passivity. What do I mean by that? See, the difference between waiting passively and waiting expectantly in faith is this. Waiting passively means we're inactive, we're doing nothing, we expect it to fall into our laps and do nothing. We don't position ourselves, we don't do anything about praying things through, we don't do anything about getting alongside of others, Uh, we don't do anything about just organizing ourselves in a way. We we think it's just God's going to let it fall out of the sky and it's going to land in our lap. Whereas waiting expectantly in faith means we are positioning ourselves to receive what God has for us. We're preparing things we're getting things ready, we're doing what's needed, we're knocking on doors, we're serving, we are leading, we are praying, we're believing, we're giving, we're, we're doing whatever it is that we can to ensure that we are demonstrating that we're still acting in faith. We're not going at presumptuously, but we're saying, you know what God, I'm positioning myself for what you need to do. I'm positioning myself, I'm doing the things that I need to, to do to get ready. You know what, sometimes you know if you're you're waiting for a job act as though you've got the job set your alarm clock for seven o'clock in the morning make some inquiries I I heard a great story about someone in our church this uh, only last week who uh, they're they're wanting something to happen in this area of employment so what they're going to do is to go out and actually start to to canvas some areas so that they can become involved in the area that they want to be in but they're actually doing it as a volunteer they're doing something they're, they're positioning themselves to to, to, for God to, to be able to do what he needs to do in their life. That's amazing, that's expectantly doing something in faith and we need to do that as well. You know, We need to get prepared and act as though we've already received what we're believing God for. Romans 4.17 says that God calls those things that aren't as though they are. God changed Abraham's name long before he ever became the father of many nations. He'd done something. He'd allowed God to do something in his life. Amen? So the third thing in wait. So we got write, then we got act. Now I is imitate. We imitate the habits that grow strong faith. We need to use the time while we're waiting to develop personal maturity. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 to 7 says we do not want you to become lazy, passive. Okay? We don't want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and, and patience inherit what has been promised. Philippians four nine says, Paul says, keep on putting into practice all you learned from me and heard from me and saw me doing. Continue to do those things. Fill in the blank in, in your notes this morning. It says, don't put your life on hold. Don't put your life on hold. Everyone, say hold. See, waiting is the time to develop habits and skills in our life that are going to set us up for success. So, here's five things that we can do. We can keep on praying. Matthew 7 7 says, Keep on asking, and you'll be given what you ask for. Keep on looking, and you'll find. Uh, keep on knocking, and the door will be open. We need to keep on serving. Romans 12.11 says, Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. This sharpens our skills, church. Wait, it also means to serve. Think about a waiter or a lady in waiting. They're not passively doing nothing. They're actually actively involved in what they're doing. It, It seems like a strange sort of name to be called a waiter. But you're not waiting, are you? Well, you may be. You're waiting on someone else. But sometimes we need to do these things, keep on serving. Keep on going or uh, go to a small group. Hebrews 10 verses 24 to 25 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So don't give up your habit of meeting with other believers. Instead, keep on encouraging each other. And we need to do that. Keep on sowing. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 6 says, keep on sowing your seed for you never know which ones will grow. Perhaps they all will. point is this stay active don't allow yourself to become like a parked car because god can't steer a parked car he can't direct it where it needs to go it needs to be on the move you ever tried to turn a parked car man just doesn't work i'm not going to say i've tried because i haven't the last thing we need to do is to the t of weight is to trust to trust God instead of panicking. Trust God instead of panicking. Two facts that we can trust. Number one, God is never in a hurry. I hate that. And number two, God is never late. He's never in a hurry and he's never late. His time his timing is perfect. Anytime he seems late, he's actually preparing us for a miracle. It took Jesus three days to get to sick Lazarus. I, I always remember what Spike Milligan had on his tombstone. He had written on his tombstone, I told you I was sick. <laughs> I wonder if that was written on Lazarus' tombstone. I told you I was sick. Praise God Jesus is never late. Jesus is never late. Psalm 56 verse 3, even when I'm afraid, I keep on trusting you. Even when I'm afraid, I keep on trusting you. Isn't that a great scripture to memorize sometimes when we're going through a bit of a tough patch? Lord, I'm still trusting you. Listen, some of us are waiting for fear to go away. Sometimes it won't. and We must move in faith against that fear. Courage is not the absence of fear, courage is doing what we need to, uh, needs to be done in spite of the fear. Many of us need to move against our fears this year as we step out in daring faith. God has been waiting on us so he can bless our faith. This morning I want to tell you about a certain plant because I'm such an expert in gardening lately. I love gardening. (laughs) Like any plant, the Chinese bamboo tree, everyone say Chinese Chinese bamboo tree. Chinese bamboo tree. It needs water, it needs fertile soil, and it needs sunshine. In its first year though, when we plant this Chinese bamboo tree, there is absolutely no sign of growth in spite of providing everything that it needs. In the second year again, there is no growth above the soil when you plant a Chinese bamboo tree. In the third and the fourth year, it is likewise the same. There is absolutely no growth above the soil when you plant a Chinese bamboo tree. So we start thinking about quitting About digging this thing up and walking away we start to think about having nothing further to do with it. we're not going to feed it we're not going to water it we're not going to do anything else with this in fact we're thinking about digging this silly thing up and just getting rid of it because it's just a waste of space but then in finally in the fifth year of this thing being planted something absolutely amazing happens with the Chinese bamboo tree The Chinese bamboo tree actually grows 80 feet tall in just six weeks. 80 feet tall approximately in approximately six weeks. Think for a moment, does the bamboo tree really grow 80 feet in six weeks? Did the bamboo tree lie dormant for four or five years only to grow exponentially in that next year? Or was the little tree growing underground, developing a root system strong enough to support its potential for outward growth in that last year and beyond? The answer is really obvious, really. Had the tree not developed a strong unseen foundation, it would never have sustained its life as it grew. The same principle is true for us this morning. People who who patiently work towards worthwhile dreams and goals, building strong character while overcoming adversity and challenge, grow the strong internal foundation to handle success. Meanwhile, the get-rich-quick people and some lottery winners are unable to sustain the sudden unearned wealth because they haven't become the person that they needed to be to support such success. It's in these seasons where we are waiting on God that we have the time and the ability to be able to, to build into our lives the thing that is going to sustain us for our future church. This is not a dead season. This is not a season that we should waste. It's a season that we should use to our greatest benefit for the best possible future that God wants us to enjoy. And that is when we start to use the things. We need to remember the things that God is showing us. We need to do the things that we know how to do because God wants to develop this thing in our lives called a foundation upon which He can build the thing that He wants to build into our lives. Don't allow this season to be wasted. Don't allow this season to go past without us asking some questions. What do I believe? Why do I believe what I believe? Do I really believe that God is for me and not against me? Do I really believe that greater is He that's in me than he that's against me? We need to understand that God is trying to build something of our lives and we need to partner together with Him and not fight against him, crying out and and saying, why me, why me, what is it that's going on? You know, we are not alone in the things that we are going through church. We are now in a season, maybe some of you I know are going through difficult times right now. I know that you're in a season of a valley, that you think that the light's been switched off due to government cutbacks, but it's not. God's in control of the light switch, and God is going to switch it on when we start to learn the things and put those things into being in our lives, and so that He can build what He wants to build in our lives. Come on, church, it's true. My encouragement to us is this. Don't get discouraged in year four. Don't get discouraged in year four. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. So let us not get tired of doing what is right, for after a while, at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. Waiting on God takes a daring kind of faith. Don't give up. Let's stand. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people this morning. And I thank you, Lord God, that you can encourage us to do some things whilst we may be waiting for you to come through for us. Lord, we choose not to be passive, to sit back and just wait for things to land in our laps. We choose, Lord God, by an act of faith in who you are, that you're the Lord who responds to faith. So we choose to keep on praying. We choose to keep on serving. We choose to keep getting connected with the people around about us. We choose to keep sowing. And above all, we keep believing in who you are, that you are a rewarder of those who believe in you and those that trust you to come to you and walk with you. Father, I pray that faith arises in your people this morning. A tenacity to take a hold of your word and to walk it out in their lives. I pray, Lord God, for people to continue to believe, to continue to water, to continue to fertilize the promises of God in their lives and not to walk away, to continue to press in. Father, even in the face of just complete silence of what you're maybe not saying to people right now. Father, this is a time to continue to believe and to build those things in our lives that you're wanting us to have and to experience in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thanks, team.